Happy Tuesday, ball boys and girls, to another episode of the FC 13 podcast. What a weekend it was with Toronto's first win at home since August. Montreal gets the rest benefits, and we are already in World Cup fever. So buckle up and get ready for your source of everything Canadian. Welcome, welcome to the FC 13 podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andre. I am joined, obviously, by Michael, one of our beautiful regulars. But there's a super sub that's in play right now, and that is going to be Thomas Hewitt of 13th Man Sports, who's coming in to take the place of Paul. Paul, unfortunately, died in an awful skiing accident. We wish his family all the best. Thomas, how you doing? Doing good. How are you guys? Uh, Alive. We now have the youngest member ever to appear on the FC 13 podcast. Congratulations. I'm, I'm really hoping to hold this record for a long time. <laughs> so I, I would say I'd, I'd be concerned if we start putting on younger people. I'll be honest. I think you're going to hold that probably technically for a long time. Unless one of us unless, has a kid and brings them on. I don't think we're going to. Yeah. We're gonna be unless some laws soon. change. I think I'll be the, <laughs> yeah. holding the record for a long time. Yeah, I, think, I think the employment laws are to kind of restrict us a little bit. Um, but. Kind of jumping right into it, we do have what a beautiful set of play from a team that has been very much struggling because of Bob Bradley in so many ways. I'm only just harping on Toronto, Inter-Miami, 2-0 is the scoreline. An absolute showrunner from that team to see them jump ahead of our Canadian triplet in the point standings. What did we think of that game, boys? I have a question, Andre. How many games does Toronto have to win for you to get Bob Bradley's back? Uh, the league. Oh, you have to win the league. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got to win the league. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Got a big yeah. bounce in there, Bradley. If that's the mountain and that's the point, people are like, oh, God. That's his job. Yeah. That'd be like me showing up to work be like, okay, well, what do we have to get you to do to, like, you know, perform <laughs> your job? Oh, okay, well, I can't yeah, do that. But- I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you you guys do spend the most in the league. It doesn't and look like still it. Still managed do. to not get a fucking home win since last August. We are almost win period. To August win. Well, well, look, that's changed I'm, now. I'm, okay. Yes, you're right. You got you got a good W last night, and thank you Apple for making that game free. That was fun. Very uh, appreciative. <laughs> Yeah, I tried like getting like downloading just the Apple TV app, but I couldn't find the game. Really? On your phone? Yeah, I don't know if it's because my phone's like a bit older or something, but I don't, I don't know. know. I use uh, I use my Fire Stick and I have Apple TV, and they have like their main section, and then beside it, it has an MLS option. Never right there. Yeah, nice. when you go when you go to it, they'll have their TV section, and then they'll have the MLS season pass. The problem with that is, they I'm, I'm happy they made it free. They they made almost every game free, which was I yeah, guess, I guess Vancouver was as well. Yeah, in a, I guess in a sense smart, so that way you can try to get into it and, and watch them. But they need to do this because it, if they it do is, that at least once a month, I'd be happy. Well, th- I mean, they have to. How well, like, how else are you going to get bars involved? How else are you going to get other people involved? I mean, yeah. shit, I've had my own personal problems with them, but I won't harp on it too much. Toronto did actually pull out a masterclass. I don't know how much of that necessarily was Bob Bradley or how much of it was the players <laughs> coming <laughs> forwards. Oh no, absolutely not. You know, Absolutely. in my show, in my show notes, I put as like a question for TFC. I have like real questions, like 
Larea and the Bernardeschi dynamic on the right wing. And then I also have, is Andre going to change his tone ever about Bob Bradley? Apparently, no. you just have to win a trophy to do that. Only a trophy will do it. Yeah. What? Well, okay. All right. I think it's I a very it. specific trophy he's looking for. Yeah. 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 It's the MLS one. So, supporter um, shield isn't good enough. No. No. Absolutely not. And I, I could do a spot in Concacaf. Oh, great. So, I can go watch us get beat by a bunch of Panamanian farmers again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing says, nothing okay, says but, DFC joy like going down south uh, by 4,000 kilometers and watching us get and, beat by people in someone's backyard. And I'll see this though. It was a it was a win, a good performance. Uh, Miami, it's not they were like any joke. They put on pressure. They put on they put Toronto on their back foot. Toronto had an answer for everything. Um, it was a, it was an entertaining game as well. Like there was a lot of shots. Uh, you had nine shots on target in the whole game. Miami had uh, possession a little bit more than Toronto, but honestly, it was a good game. And that's what three games in a row Toronto's picked up at least the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the uprise. It's you guys are on the trajectory of going up. Um, again, it was sucks that it was a seven thirty start in the cold Toronto Freezing city. Freezing cold. Were you at the game, Andre? Absolutely. Yeah. So I can see wow. that was a cold one, but the crowd yeah. looked good. The well, players performed. That's a scenario that I think Toronto really has on their their advantages that they'll show up. Well, the the side crowds may not. You know, like the yeah. the Fairweather fans, they have a tendency to to kind of not be able to be there, especially um, the cold man. Like I don't blame them. Yeah, it is. It is really, really hard. But thankfully, like they showed up, they really gave it all for the team. But the team really kind of helped them out as well. Because yes, Inter Miami. I wonder if they struggled in that cold because the the commentators did mention that it was twenty seven back, you mm-hmm. know, in Florida at that time. So I wonder if maybe that was to play in in their maybe. success. They were having trouble because I I don't know if they necessarily got a chance to go out and really climatize. To that I was kind thinking of about that. I was thinking about that this morning because yesterday you and me, Andre, we were talking about how bullshit this MLS schedule could be having LA play at one o'clock in the afternoon when Toronto has to come home in the middle of March at at 7.30 at night. But I was thinking for the Canadian teams, is that a bit of a home advantage? Because we saw Canada do it during World Cup qualifiers, bringing teams out to Edmonton and the fucking freezing depths of hell. So is this like a home (laughs) advantage thing for TFC? It might be. I think it is, but you will have like when Insignia comes back after being injured, obviously it won't be like the cold anymore. But MLS Cup final this year is on December 9th. So, shit. yeah, <laughs> I know. So, the, the MLS you know, Cup final uh, when Toronto won it was on December 12th. So, oh. it, it, it's it's fucking it's a cold event. And I'm, I'm shocked yeah. that it's actually this late considering they got rid of. Nope, never mind. Not shocked. No, nope, they, they changed that. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> More MLS, more MLS bullshit. They changed yeah. it so they didn't have to play in December, but then they changed it and did some MLS so bullshit. It's Toronto. It'd be so smart for Toronto to actually finish in the bottom half of the playoffs. So if you get to the finals, it'd be your way. You know what? I'll tell you right now for my own sanity. Yes. Um, it is much better to be in say Seattle because it, if we do go to the finals, it's going to be against Seattle because we don't, play anyone else in the finals you don't know no we are destined no we are destined to play for seattle forever until yeah. they they fold or we fold uh but that's the thing that that is it's a hard hard atmosphere because with lake ontario being right there that wind that comes yep. up makes it very very difficult the wind is is absolutely chilling and bemo field does not stop that wind the way they've constructed it turns it into a wind tunnel yeah, I also want to point out um, how crazy is it that Mark Anthony carry us two goals already? I'm yeah, pretty sure his career high is three. 
It's like the <laughs> weirdest, like so strange. It flies under the radar because the first goal he like, you know, he plays like twister in the air and gets it down yeah. and open that this time it's like a backwards header, no look header. Yeah, exactly. And he's a he's a player I don't really care for. I'm not a huge fan of Mark Anthony K. I'd be perfectly okay if he was left off the Canada squad. I understand why he's there. I get his position. He's just a guy I could do without. But good start of the season for him. And I'm, I, anytime a Canadian does something, I'm happy to see it. And I love when players prove me wrong. And he's on the right way to do that, especially getting the call up again as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're always happy to see Canadian players do really well. We're happy to see them kind of move on. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we saw with Vector Vasquez kind of coming back. It's nice to see some squads sort of coming back into the fold. But he was always a project of Greg Vanny. And speaking of Greg Vanny, LA Galaxy and Vancouver Whitecaps. That game, I I actually really enjoyed watching that game. 1-1 was the final score. LA Galaxy threw everything but the kitchen sink at Vancouver Whitecaps, but still <laughs> two goals. not. Yeah, two disallowed goals. Yeah. They could not get that win. That's there are like I mean. reasons for all three Canadian MLS games where it's like they should have lost. Like for TFC, you were playing a Florida team in negative temperatures. For Montreal, there was a red card for Philadelphia. And for Vancouver, two disallowed goals. I don't get why the Ricky Puage one wasn't allowed. I thought they were both well um, well established, why they weren't. Like, to me, I had no argument of them coming back. Uh, and it was just another classic Vancouver game this season. I'm starting to think this, there's their expectations this season. I don't think they're going to do much more than this. Um, the only we talked about it earlier in the, the year on the podcast that Ryan Gold is basically their only positive. But <laughs> I, about Takoka? I was literally about to say Takoka, to, well, whatever. A Takoka? There it is. <laughs> um, that guy's amazing. The saves he made in that LA game, he made some big saves. Um, I'm a huge fan of him, and him and Ryan Gold should be Vancouver's like Saints from above. I have to put in that Ryan Gold emphasis because Paul's not here, so I just yeah. have to. Yeah, but like more. you can't like I don't have the Ryan Gold counter for you, so like it's only oh, Paul says it. <laughs> well, I, I was about to say is Gold? if I mention something good about Ryan Gold, does that go towards the counter? Uh I can't. I can't statistically and, and yeah. against uh, law. I can't. We put abbreviations um, around and be like, uh, <laughs> though you replaced Paul this week, you said it this many times. Yeah, but no, no. Um, Vancouver's <laughs> struggling. Um, another draw. Um, another game without three points, and it's against LA. I don't consider LA crazy good. Nice to see Raheem Edwards had a good game for LA. He was involved. He was very involved and created a lot of opportunities for LA. But other than that, it was um, I Paul used to, oh sorry, Rappel. Andre, you said it was an exciting game. I thought it was okay. Nothing more, nothing less. There was a couple moments here and there, but it was a very Vancouver game this year. This is what we expected from Vancouver all year. It's a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a game. They, they just play, but it's almost like. Should they not score first because they know they're going to get more heartbreak out of that? Just yeah, lose. Uh, that's our trend this season, isn't it? Yeah, but that's that's what makes it kind of fun and exciting, right? So when you have those disallowed goals, when you have that that excitement, I mean, I I fully went into it by the 45th minute. I thought like, okay, based on the pressure, Vancouver is going to concede. We're going to have like it's going to be a barn burner, but I mean, it still ended up they got a point out of it. Yeah, I mean, that's, they're going that's, hard. That's three for three. I think they've just they've got to just take points when they can in the league because yeah. right now it they looked I know there's a lot of like caveats to it but there's like they look good in the Champions League so yeah. even though they're playing LAFC 
there might be a slight chance given there's less travel. Yeah, on the no, same they, coast. they could pull it off. They could pull it off. I mean, LA is obviously one of the best in the league. Yeah. But, but that doesn't could. mean Vancouver can't do it, right? This is what this competition's for. And LA may be more focused on the MLA season. They've had a good start. They haven't lost. Mm-hmm. Um, their first, uh, they both had weaker opponents in the first round of CONCACAF, so we can't really judge who LA beats and who Vancouver beat, but they both lost their second legs as well. Yeah. So And, like, over two legs, you start at BC Place, and Vancouver looks, they still haven't, oh, no, so they lost the Salt Lake game, but they look yeah. okay at yeah. BC Place. They'll well, probably get another big crowd. Exactly. And especially this past weekend, they were in LA and they were able to pull that point. Like you said, I think they were, as much as I agree with the disallowed goals, they're very fortunate that it went their way in those cases because Vancouver could have easily lost that. But yeah, no, I think Vancouver's not going to do much. They're definitely, their focus is CONCACAF right now. This season, it's a long season. CONCACAF could be over like this. They're going to focus on that. And I think MLS matchup is the best thing for them right now. Yeah, as of right now, who's going to take the Canadian Championship? Whoa. Right now, because I'm thinking it might actually be Vancouver. Like I, I think right they now, they're, they know like they've lost in a league. I, if I was to say right now, I'd lean more towards Toronto. Just Montreal's a wreck. Um, yeah. Toronto's a little bit better. I mean, they've had a rough start, but at least they got a win last night. And I think Vancouver's weaker, but in Canada, I mean, Vancouver should be in the finals in all reality. In all reality, yeah. Vancouver should be. In the I mean, Vancouver's like bracket is easier than TFC. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and but I, that's, I that's a, except that, like they're not going to get home games unless it's the final. That's, yeah, the, that's one the rough part. Difference. I, I think I think one of the things that you have to deal with is whether or not they take it seriously. And sometimes that's the problem. Is yeah, that some I mean, of these yeah. Canadian teams don't take that like that entire like championship seriously. I mean, so they, they win they every year. don't feel. Well, we saw it. We saw it last year when Montreal. Montreal should have won that damn trophy, but they went to that, that Toronto game and gave two. They gave zero shots. Yeah, yeah. Montreal but, threw it up because they were and they were the playoffs. They and they were very, spot. very much like focused. Obviously, as you said on that, and so, they they were a better team than Toronto. It just did not care. I a think a lot of a lot of teams. Like I think Vanny Sartini just wants to win a lot of trophies because he knows it's going to be a grind for him. But yeah. if they get Concacaf football next year as well. That would no, that's agree, so important in because... North America. It's not like Europe's Champions League, right? Like their money's not, a side, not there. It's a side thought. Um, in in North America, Mexico wants to win Liga MX, and MLS teams wants to win the MLS Cup. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's where it is. I hope with the Concacaf League champ, uh, with Concacaf League Concacaf Champions League, Jesus Christ, with <laughs> that's okay. You'll Champions League changing. With, Ch- with Champions League changing I, uh, changing, I hope it gets a little bit more serious because for the most part, I know like Liga MX and other Southern countries, they do like it. I don't know if it's a priority, but they do like it. Where MLS I think like, seems like Honduras, no Honduras, Costa Rica, El Salvador, like they take they, it very seriously because it is so much better than their league. Yeah. I don't well, even, think MLS cares. I think Mexico cares a lot more. I yeah. think MLS cares since like the Sounders won and it shows that like it's I'm, possible. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right true. now, MLS cared at winning it not the league itself, right? They yeah. wanted it. Everyone wanted to be the first to win it. No one wanted to be, you know, like, oh, the, the in-betweens, you know. But that's a good point. I mean, I, look I, at brackets this year. We could have a MLS, MLS final type shit. Like, it's we, not We crazy. could, but yeah, I, I don't think, I don't, still don't think we will. No, I don't oh, think so either, but. Probably this, not. We probably should have not. another one in the finals, I think. We're going to face another Mexican team. That's just going to be how it is. That's just yeah. how they want it to be. Or um, maybe even, maybe even a Haitian team. 
maybe well you know i'd be i would be okay with that i would be okay with that you know what um but moving on a little bit to possibly the most controversial match out of the three montreal versus philadelphia ends up three two at the cusp of the death for montreal so that is the second win for a canadian team however a yeah which is which is a slow clap, yeah. unfortunately. Should we, we get have the CPL win already? So our Canadian team wins like every week, That's every nice. fucking week, for God's sake. But I yeah, mean, I don't know why you guys complain so much about Canadian football. Canada's won every single Canadian Premier League, <laughs> yeah, four yeah. years in a row. <laughs> we'll chalk one up for Canada, boys. Yeah. Win. Uh, unfortunately, Montreal does get away with a very generous handball. They have to go to VAR twice to look at something. This is. I think unprecedented boys. This is the first time in history that bitching and moaning to the ref has successfully worked. Um, I mean, the, the part, the problem here is like, you also say bitch and moan. I believe it was the right call to give the goal, by the way. Um, you have to think somebody else said something to the ref for them to go back. It's not the players telling them to go back. Somebody else was in his ear saying, take another look, buddy. Like I, it has to. Costume. That's why I and I hate every second of it. Um, <laughs> every every single second of it. Well, you know what's also cool is Jonathan Seawall got his first win in the MLS. Yeah, love first, to see it. Full game, and Raya yep. came on in the fifty third. Yeah, unfortunately, Raya didn't start this one. He did start the last two, so unfortunately, he didn't start this one. But he was the first sub in. He still got a lot of minutes. Jonathan Seawall made one massive save in the first half, but the goal he let in, or the, the first goal he let in, I felt like it was so weak. It was hurt. It hurt. It hurt to see that one get in. But you know, he's still adapting. He's still learning the MLS. It takes time. Um, any goalie will tell you the better you get is with age because you just learn the game more. You learn the players more. You learn how to read it. Uh, big win for Montreal, though. Regardless, against a decent sized, uh, decent team, who's uh, they were on a pretty. Uh, I mean, Philly. They they're continuing Concacaf. They're considered one of the best in the league. So that's a huge win for Montreal. At home as well, so maybe there was the home the home field advantage. I helped carry that one over. Yeah, but no, it, it definitely helps when your pitch is like literal plastic. Just, <laughs> it's a fucking sheet of concrete. Like with the a texture of yeah, of like a wooden floor. I mean, to I be mean, fair, we, if you're if you constantly think you're going to die in that stadium, there might be something there about it. Like if every moment you walk in there and the ceiling is waving, you're like, if you constantly think it, if you constantly think you're going to die in that stadium, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, though, I mean, it, was a, <laughs> it was a good, it was a good comeback. Regardless if you agree with it or dis- disagree with it, it was a good comeback. To get two quick goals like that in any matter is hard to do. So good for Montreal to find it. And maybe this is what they needed. Get that monkey off their back. They needed to get something going their way. And maybe they'll start climbing up and then Paul could come away from that bug, that Montreal danger buddy that he was talking about last week. Yeah. Like my hands off it because I think they found a good rhythm. The big difference is um Waterman's back. Yeah, it is. So and, he had the cross in for the second goal, and yeah. he was great. Like, yeah. the defense just goes from like zero to hundred with him. Yeah, Waterman back is huge. This is his second game back now, so I think just getting his feet going and uh, uh, just back to himself is massive for Montreal. Uh, I'm still not. I'm not. I'm not off the button. I'm not. I'm not away from it, but I'm. I'm still looking. But maybe if this is the button, here's my hand. I maybe from here went to here. I'm still yeah. ready. Like. Sorry for the listeners. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. It's an audio podcast and yeah. he's doing sign language. We're That's on fine. camera. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Make sure um, to subscribe to our Patreon where you'll find it. <laughs> Uh, my point is, though, is uh, I don't – I'm not going to judge one team off one game. But, and again, the fashion that they did win is – it's questionable. They were losing for the most part. I love that they were done. I actually stopped looking at my phone at one point because I was like, okay, that game's done. And I came back this morning. I'm like, oh, they, they came back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I saw, like, them finish the comeback not live or anything, but I just saw the score change. And then I woke up to the double VAR thing because I wasn't watching it. So that really caught me off guard. I mean, when you just go look at anyone who's listening to this now, do yourself a favor, go to Google and type in Montreal versus Philadelphia. Look at the timeline where it goes VAR, no goal. Then three (laughs) minutes later, VAR goal. And ask yourself, if you were not watching this game, you go, that makes no fucking sense at all. So do you think that ref gets a talking to? Does that ref be like, do they talk to him be like, A, you either make your call and stick with it, or B, you got to look at these closer? Because either one of two things, the Montreal players told him to go back and he did, and that, as a ref, you're an idiot for doing that. Or number two, somebody called him back and said, go back and look again. This is my <laughs> problem with VAR, because like almost every time you see it, they make the call, they go to VAR, either they reverse it or they don't. It takes like 10 minutes and they end up with the same call and nothing changes. Yeah. So yeah. like ultimately it's the referee's decision either way if VAR can't do anything about it. Yeah, so I, I don't see the use of it. What What's like at this point now it, it's wasting time. It adds. Yeah. And to be honest, if I were Philadelphia, I would, I would absolutely be screeching because this added on undue amount of minutes yeah, onto the time. And- which that, came back to be the winner. Either way, which exactly, they lost the game. They would have went from one point, you know, yeah, they would have had three, but then they ended up getting just one. I would be screeching to the heavens in high. And hell. like yeah. in a game that it's like one of the big problems is time wasting. You would think that they could do something about VAR where you only have one decision or just abolish it. What is what yeah. I'm saying? Like that ref did something and somebody said to him like, no, dude, you fucked up. Like there's it, no way you go back for any other reason. Yep. And that's it. It's it's the first time, and like I said, it's the first time in history where bitching has somehow made the ref go and change his mind. Talking about bitching about things and changing our minds, we're gonna go to a quick break, but we have a quick question, and our super sub is going to be talking and letting us know what it is. Yeah, so it's actually from the person I'm filling in for, uh Paul McNulty asks some of you might be familiar with him uh if you can create a buddy cop show which two canadian soccer players past or present are you casting for me it has to like right off the bat it's- before we'll you that. answer we'll we're gonna oh go my to- bad my bad before you answer go quick break we'll be right back hey ball boys and girls i didn't see you there i was too busy watching the game here on my amazing seats Come to think of it, I should thank today's sponsor, SeatGeek. They're the leader in ticket resales, and with hundreds of thousands of events going on, you're almost sure to find some great tickets with them. And hey, while you're there, use our code FC13POD to get $20 off your first order. So thanks to SeatGeek for sponsoring us and helping me get these amazing tickets.
And welcome back to the FC 13 podcast. Thank you guys so, so much. What an absolute beauty of a question that that Thomas was just raring to get at. So I will let him go first in answering that because he already had that primed and loaded. Yeah, because when I saw it, I immediately thought, um, like, the answer, the first answer is, like, Cavallini-Osorio because, you know, they came up together. The problem is, is that whenever I hear Osorio talk, like, he's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow I, i'm just saying every time he talks is just like it's not like entertaining i don't think he'd have you know like a buddy cop show type of thing so it might have to be you know like fonzie because he's got a personality and like david or maybe like eustachio be cool nah no nah. so you gotta get alfonso davies with a team of hutchinson you got the old cop the new cop showing them the ropes and Hutchinson, he's his personality. He's been the face of this team for ages. Those two would be beautiful together. Boreon Hutchinson. Actually, Boreon would be a good one. Boreon right. Davies, I'll go with that one. I, I'm thinking, <laughs> I, you guys, are, you got a different. I was thinking, good cop, bad cop. I'm gonna go like Mark Anthony K and and Davies because you've got. Hey, Boreon could play a bad cop. Because can you can got, I do a good cop, bad cop? Christine well, Sinclair and Nick Bontis. <laughs> Oh my fucking god! You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but you're also wrong in oh so many god. ways. <laughs> I was just wrong for your sentiment. Um, with that, in so many things that are wrong, CPL new playoff format has been announced. Uh, to the very interesting chagrin of a lot of people. I mean, it was it was I guess very well consulted. It was done within reasons. But we have mixed opinions here in the podcast as to whether we feel positive or negative about that new On new format. Podcast? Everyone, everyone. I don't, I don't think I haven't seen very. I've seen one person defend this on Twitter. Everyone has. I've, I've seen. Yeah, the the, the one person is Christian Jack. Yeah. No, no. I'm, okay, sorry. Away from away from like people involved. I've seen one person actually somewhat defend this. Who is um, it? I don't fucking know everyone on Twitter, dude. It's some <laughs> random dude. <laughs> That's my point. Is I've seen one person defend this um, who's not involved with it because we, we have we do have we do have people we do have people in thirteenth man sports. Ian very specifically is actually okay with the new format. Is it? Hmm. See, I hate it, but at the same time, I'm okay with it. I, I I've said this before. I like when leagues like to be their own. Like, okay, like yes, we're a soccer league, but we don't have to copy what people are doing in Europe. So cool. Okay. This isn't the way to do it. I first of all, with eight teams, five teams should not make the playoffs. Uh, number two, uh, in the second round, number one should not be playing number two. And if that person loses, they should not get another fucking chance. I don't get it. And now people will be like, "Oh, well, that's what curling does." I'm sorry. Is this, does this look like fucking curling to you? Are we on ice? And like, no, I get it. Like, I get it being different. I just. There's nothing wrong with the one versus four. First of all, most Canadians who like soccer don't want playoffs to begin with. They just want a regular season. I'm so all for, for that. To, exactly. So if you're if you're going to throw playoffs at us, why the hell would you change it every year? Because that's now four different fucking playoffs we've had in the CPL. To be fair, COVID did change things, but right now that's four different years, four different playoffs, uh, five, four different playoffs in five different years. Whatever. Either regardless. Well, it's five for five now. It's five for five now. Okay, so yeah, it's been fucking weird. Um, there was nothing wrong with the one versus four. Nobody was the arguing that. They're like, okay, you want a playoffs? We need a playoffs. That's the best way to do it. Two legs works so well as well. 
the two legs was beautiful. Yeah, um, I, I loved it. Again, I'm okay with the one we have now. I just don't understand it. I don't know who was asking for this. It's just, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Okay, so CBL, we're going on fifth year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many times they changed it? It's the fifth time. We just time. said that, five. We're five for five now. Yeah. Yeah. To be so fair, COVID was the true cause but, of one of them. Okay. Yeah, but COVID doesn't lose three other years. But is this now like, is this now our thing? Is this now CPL's just thing? Every year. Every year? <laughs> We're just no, going to, there's a dartboard and they're like, okay, all right. Teams to be fair. You roll a dice. To oh, be fair, uh, our, new, uh, our new commissioner, uh, Mark Newman, this is his first year really in charge at an off season. So maybe he thought, look, this is what I want to do, and that's fine. But you better stick by it. We better not have another change for a couple of years. I truly don't believe this is what's going to last. As when the league expands, there's no way we do this. There's no way we go forward with this when we're at like 10 teams or whatever. But if he keeps us for another two years, we'll see. But again, I think fine. we have to wait to see how it plays out. But I, I think I would, yeah. like, if you get to, like, 10, 12 teams, I'd rather have the league and then a league cup. I agree. Yeah. But also, although it, it's just unconventional because they keep changing it, and this one is really complicated, at least it sort of makes sense. Like, if the two best teams will play each other, they earn a right to, you know, get another try. I just, like, it, it makes sense based on the format that they're trying to do. It's just why do you have to change it is my I get question. what you're saying. Like, so you're saying if... Number one has to play number two. At least the other one gets another shot at a lower team. Yeah, yeah. like I, th- I think but, it's more fair. I think it's more fair like that. I just p- would have preferred four or five play each other. The winner of that plays one and three. And- see, I'd rather, I, I think, I'd rather I think, number one get a pass. Yeah, you get a buy, mm-hmm. and then two plays yeah. three and four plays five. Imagine how pissed you'd have to or be. Or two plays five. Sorry, play the three number plays, yeah. the second ranked team twice. It's weird. You, have to, you, you have to beat them, and then you're like, great, cool. We've beat the second best team in the league, and then you're like, oh, now we have to do it again. And here's my Whereas they get the opportunity to win the league or win the cup by beating you once. And here's my other bone. This playoff format is set up for the underdogs. It truly is. Because if a number, if an underdog can get through, uh, say number four beats five, but then four beats three, and then four beats two, Look how many games this one team is getting. Where if you win, if you're finished first in the league and you beat number two, that's two playoff games you get. Sure, you get home field advantage, but you have to wait two weeks before the finals. It's crazy. It makes zero sense. It's literally built for the underdog. Yeah. It truly is. Yeah. Insanity. But the benefit is, though, is that it is hopefully going to give us more games, more exposure. And we need that with League One Atlantic being announced to be, I guess, confirmed. There is no set in stone writing somewhere, but League One Canada will be sort of starting up. And as one particular person who has been on our podcast, a Dino Rossi, said, Michael. Uh, he said by 2025, they want a league in all 10 provinces. Whoa. Which, and he, he didn't just say that's what they would like. He said it's something they see as realistic. So we know we have, we obviously have Quebec, Ontario, BC. Alberta's is starting this season. And after showcase. they announced Alberta, sorry? It's just like a showcase tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not well, a full year. I, 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 have to, I have to imagine it continues. It I will mean, turn into one. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, shortly after the Alberta one, they announced they are looking at 
uh, the Atlantic, which is the New Brunswick, uh, Newfoundland, I'm assuming would be part of that, uh, Nova Scotia. Those three, I'm assuming, would be all part of that, but they're looking at, specifically right now, I believe they're looking at New Brunswick and uh, Nova Scotia to start it off. That's what they, I believe, what they said. But then, yeah, that means in the next uh, two years, they plan on getting with someone in Saskatchewan. Um, am I missing a province? I feel Manitoba. Like Manitoba, there you go. <laughs> and uh, I'm assuming that uh, Canadian so, podcast. I, we are a Canadian football podcast. So he did say he did say he wants a league in all ten provinces. That doesn't mean that we won't get a mixture because I can see the uh, out east. So the Atlantic, I think, like New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, PEI might come into one. They might not, but they, they, it's something they could look at. Yeah, and I can also see too. You know, like Saskatchewan, Manitoba. If there's not demand, they just do a prairies. Right. Yeah, uh, same exactly. with the North Northwest Territories may not have enough. Same with Yukon and none of it. They may do just. Hey, dude, if they do it, if they do a League One territories, let's go. Oh, we're, we're going. Be, we are going. absolutely going. Dino Rossi, this is a personal request <laughs> from FC Thirteen. Please make sure there is a League One territories. I will have and make sure that we there. can go to the final. Yeah, uh, the, final, the final needs to be in alert. And like yes. the town alert Canada, yeah. the most northern part humanly possible to make it just an awful experience for everyone. But imagine maybe the, the, maybe the champion could play like the Greenland national team. Hey, Greenland is looking currently to be part of CONCAP. They're trying to do it right now. Wow. So who knows? It could happen. That would I, be amazing. That would be yeah, sick. Greenland, the last time I checked, they are in the process of trying to be part of CONCACAF. That would be so, amazing. Let's go. I mean, for fuck's sake, where else are they going to be? Oceanic. Exactly. Um, <laughs> imagine this one. Imagine five years ago, somebody says to you, Hey, so you know how we have League One Ontario and we have one in Quebec? And you're like, yeah, okay. We're going to have one in every province. And they're going to be all part, all the winners are going to be part of the Canadian Championship. And we have our own, we have our own league now that's thriving where we have players going over to Europe. Uh, Dominic Sitar goes over to Poland and he's now on the Canadian national team. You told me that five years ago, be like, Okay, buddy. Be like, great. I'm. <laughs> I would love for that to happen, but that's not happening. You um. I don't know what you're smoking there, bud. But you enjoy it. I'm gonna go watch uh Ottawa Fury right now. But thank you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there. Uh, put down the pipe. All right. But with uh, that, I mean, like that's. It's so great. There's so many exciting things happening for. It's, it's, it's awesome. So much. It's Th- so much. This is this is truly like the golden age of football oh, in is. Canada. Oh, it is. We're, I was watching a video the other day, and it was some guy um talking about the rise of japanese soccer on where it all started like because japan hasn't missed the world cup since 98 i believe it was or maybe 94. um and you literally look at when their league started and what look at what they're doing now they haven't missed world cup we get a professional league in canada we make our first world cup players from our state system are now being brought into the team canada is on the rise and we are seriously now going to compete with mexico and the u.s year in and year out in Concacaf. And Nothing the host, the hosting, like multiplies that like momentum by a hundred. Because- oh, 100%. the first time we have it here, we're just going to yeah. be nonstop. It's going to be fervor. Kids going to these games and seeing the excitement. It's going to be well. G- given the latest Canada ticket prices, I don't think families <laughs> will be going to games. Oh boy! But with that, we are going to be talking about specifically that 2026 World Cup format. There has been an announcement that they've. Not necessarily change things up, but they've told us how this new format is going to be working with extra mm-hmm. teams. And Canada 
might be getting far more games than originally thought. And honestly, no one is upset. No oh, one is upset. Nobody. That. It's a better format. No. Um, yeah. Hi. I'm Mr. Upset. <laughs> no one is upset. Let me no, I let am. me let me one more time. No one is hey, upset. No not. one is upset. And if you're upset, you get kicked off the show. Hey, I am not ah. in the chat, and I am not owned by one soccer, okay? Screw you. I don't like it. <laughs> um no, I actually like Chris and Jack. I'm sorry. Um but no, actually the format's fine. I'm okay with I don't like the the amount of teams that's gonna be entering the World Cup. Yeah. I don't like that. I I don't get the purpose. I guess it's to be more inclusive, to get more countries involved. But it's countries. If you can't make the World Cup now, it's. It, I don't get the point. What do yeah, you? Tra- like, I understand it's representation. It's, it's about being there, being Canadian. We all knew what it meant just to be at this World Cup. I get that, but you also want to see competition and competitiveness. At this point, if you expand it to smaller countries who are struggling now to make the World Cup. Are they really going to be that much more competitive? Well, because they'll just get blown out. Well, exactly. That's my point. You know, because, like, when, you know, we have, like, Argentina versus Bhutan in, like, you know, that's That's going to end, like, 10-0. That's my problem with this. I understand you want people to be there, and it's a money thing. I get it. Again, being Canadian, we all knew what it meant just to be at the World Cup. But we also topped our group in CONCACAF. We We earned it. didn't think we were going to get blown out. But I honestly... Truly believe it's because of teams like Italy who fuck up and miss the World Cup two two World Cups in a row. This is why this shit's there because they don't like having teams like Italy not at the World Cup. So this yeah. kind of secures Italy and then it gives smaller countries hope to be there. It it was like I think a couple of years ago when England would have been like relegated from the UEFA Nations League, so UEFA expanded the Nations it, League honestly, for more teams. Exactly. That's almost like this is what it's like. Is it I understand money? the format's fine, but no, I don't agree with bringing this many countries in. Because we're losing the competitiveness. It's not about just being there. Yes, again, it's nice. And if this was Canada's chance to make the World Cup, I'd be like, yes, we can finally be there. But it's not. I fully agree with the sense that it it is about money. Like, at the end of the day, no matter how you you spin it, it's about money. It's about making more money, getting more teams in there to make more money. But the one thing that I'm trying to go into this with a little bit more optimism is that every team who gets to the World Cup that isn't Germany, England, Italy, Spain, Argentina. You'd be Mexico. very nice with Italy, but continue. Yeah, well, technically, <laughs> these are teams where this is their their considered requirement at minimum. Yeah. They should be there. Um, their thing is they're they're looking at it going, we should be winning versus we should get there. Whereas Canada's dream was get there. And yeah. by getting there, it increases more like enthusiasm for the sport. So this is where I'm thinking this might be beneficial because these smaller teams who aren't the powerhouses, who aren't the Japan, who aren't the Germany, you know, are going to be guaranteed. Also there. very generous in Japan, but continue. Well, again, Japan well, hasn't missed for how they many? Are, um, you no, you brought up how Japan have not missed oh, the World whoa, Cup in so whoa, long. Do not twist my words. My point is, is there's a difference between the good and an Asian powerhouse to a world powerhouse, there is a difference here. They beat uh, they beat Germany and Spain at this World Cup. What do you mean? Yeah, that's I was great. gonna say still and, and, won it. and Japan, Japan again. Well, that's what I said. No, by being there, you assume they're automatically gonna be there. Their goal is to win it, not to get there. Whereas Canada's goal was to get there, not to win it. Right. So these other smaller teams, by having that like we are now there, might just invigorate local talent. We might Maybe. see more local, yeah. more local but leagues don't you pop think up. Think about the home. funding. 
as well. Or do well. you think that's up to the, their own, like, uh, their own soccer association opposed to FIFA as a whole to be like, yeah, we can include you? Like, that's not, it's not up to the whole of, of FIFA course, of course, for somebody to, yeah. It, it's like, just, it's a scenario where, like, this might boost it. Like, you might get better, you might get better funding for local leagues. Now, Maybe. if I was a player, though, I would feel a lot worse about, or, like, I wouldn't, if I qualified for a 32-team World Cup with a small nation, I would be over the moon. If I qualified for a 48-team World Cup, you know, I think, what, are we just getting, like, participation little medals here? Especially how the groups, like, you get the wrong group, you're going to feel like a fucking jackass. Yeah, you're going to be 90, not, like, 85th minute, you're going to be down 25-0 to Brazil. They go up to the net. They could score, but they just go back down the pitch. To <laughs> statistically, the statistically, that could be the case. Like, yeah. remember, Oceanic gets a gets a place there. So you, which I actually if, do agree with yeah, more. If, so far. Yeah, New Zealand's not that bad. They're not talking. Right. No, New Zealand. I like it for New Zealand. All right, yeah, my apologies about, to everyone from New Zealand. Like New there Zealand. are other I'm, I'm sorry one. if I just ended listenership from. Uh, New Zealand. Okay, yeah. New Zealand has made the World Cup before, so it's not terrible. Also, I kind of agree that Oceania should have a spot, but other than that, it's it's a mess. Like I, again, Andre, you said everyone's happy. I'm not thrilled with it. Everyone is happy. Um, but moving on, <laughs> from everyone leadership. Moving on to happy. more more World Cup stuff after our beautiful announcement of everyone. Everyone, everyone, <laughs> North Korea, North Korea has actually been to the World Cup now. That's why I said like, back, back again. To be <laughs> fair, to be fair, had they not pulled out themselves, they actually would have been top of their group because they pulled out of them. They were top of their group. I'm ashamed oh, as a Canadian that we have they as many World Cup appearances Cup. as North Korea. They have a win. That's North great. Korea has a win. We do not. They so, beat Italy. They <laughs> beat six at they their real prize. or it was Portugal or something. Yeah, no, it was Italy. Bunch of, and then it was the Italy. 20 2014 World Cup where they made it really close against Brazil. It was twenty. It was twenty ten, I think. But then yeah, they right. beat got beat seven 0 by Portugal. Yeah, right afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, they were top of their league and they pulled out because of COVID concerns. They absolutely would have been at this World Cup. Which is had, weird. Otherwise, is by the way, what happened there? If so, if North Korea qualifies for the World Cup, where do they play? Because I don't think they'd be allowed in the United States. Uh, you're you have to. You get exceptions. Okay. I'm sure yeah. they'd be there. Yeah, yeah. FIFA, not- FIFA, FIFA has way too much power. Remember, they uh, did it in Qatar, they did it in Russia, and they unless made Brazil FIFA, sell alcohol. Unless, unless North Korea do something like Russia did, they're fine. Yeah, which again, it's North Korea, and they're still allowed to play everywhere, yeah. so you'll be yeah. fine. But yes, yeah, they're speaking, fucked up just within their own selves. Yeah, they'll 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 probably still beat Canada, which is unfortunate. But I don't Canada's- think people from North Korea are watching. We're good. <laughs> and if you are right out but safely <laughs> safely uh canada's roster announcement has been dropped we have our game against curse coming up very very soon and the <laughs> there's someone literally just getting primed and ready right now canada's roster has been finally dropped and we know who's going to be part of what is now world cup fever because we are now going back into the qualification stages in a sense yeah, we're finally back. And, uh, you know, the World Cup's over and time to bring in some new guns and new faces. Um, a couple of players I'm fucking thrilled to see, obviously. Absolutely thrilled for Dominic Sitar, who nobody's going to believe me, but I did predict it. I, I said, I can send you messages. I said Dominic Sitar will be called up, and he was. And that was before the leak that he was um, 
Victor De La Torre is there, which he was actually someone I thought about, but I was like, you know what? I'm leaving him off, but he's there. Great to see. I'd love to see these guys um, get minutes against Curacao. Uh, Thomas, you were saying that before we started the podcast. You think maybe a couple minutes here and there, get them capped would be a great thing to see. No Joel Waterman is notable. I personally did not have him on my list because of the injury, and he's just coming back. So I actually agree with this, but I know people do disagree. No Schaffelberg, which I disagree with. He should be there. He's had a great start to the MLS season. Mm-hmm. And also another another uh, dark horse I said would be there, and he's not, is Cal Herbert from St. Louis uh, City. I truly thought he would be there, especially with Waterman out. I'm shocked that a Herbert is not there. St. Louis is now 4-0, and he's played every minute of that as far as I know as a centre-back for St. Louis. He scored, he's had a great he scored in the last game. And he even had a goal in uh, week uh, week three, I believe it was. He had a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he scored the winner. Yeah. So other than those, those are the notable ones I put up there. I think everyone else is pretty predictable. Uh, nothing too surprising. I also didn't have Hutchinson, and he's been called. Um, he's retired. He will though. be called until the day he dies. I think, I think, he's, um, I think this call-up is to say, hey, I'm not playing club right now, but I'm still committed to the team. And as far as we go in Gold Cup, I think Hutchison will be there. He, he, he'll he get called for the Gold Cup. I'm just hoping that, like, Kone, Eustachio, and Latoury get more minutes than I think Hutchinson. I, th- I, I truly think they will. Actually, there is one more notable name that was not called, which was Cavallini. Maybe people were arguing that one. He's now in Tijuana in Liga MX. He's been decent. I think he has two goals, two assists. I could be wrong on that. Um... I, 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 th- I didn't have him, but at the same time, I sat there. I also didn't have Ugbo. And then you sit there, but like, well, who the hell do you call? Yeah, um, but the thing is, is that could you not have called Charles Andres Brim because he's in the Dutch second tier? Yeah, but and Iowa Canola as well. Iowa was a weird, a little bit different. Iowa is a weird one. Uh, Charles Brime, he's had a good year though. He might be in second division Dutch, but he's having a good year. Um. Sorry, there was one more. I mean, oh, Scott Candy. I was shocked to see him called. He's not playing. He's barely playing any minutes right now. Yeah. He just came off an injury. He's barely getting starts. He's lucky to get subbed on. Why is Scott Kennedy? And I love Scott Kennedy, but he does not deserve to be on this team. I'm sorry. There's- I get over over someone like Cavallini, which might yeah. be controversial, who's been there since the start. Like, Or you just you, – I just said Kyle Herbert, who's had a great start, yeah. and they go yeah. with Kennedy, who's yeah. not playing. Another defense – just get someone from another position that needs to be capped. Like, for me, someone who's giving me extreme anxiety because he hasn't been called up is Luca Coliosho. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, he's on all of Canada's roster right now because he can yeah. play for three different countries, is it? Yeah, he's played for, I think, Italy, USA, and Canada. He, there's, like, another country he's eligible for, but we need to cap him because yeah. he's going to be well, was good, Was he just I called think. up to one of them? He was called to, I think, Italy's under-19. Oh, okay, that's what it was? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think the Canada's team overall predictable. There's some a little bit of question marks in there. Derek Cornelius... Obviously, he had to be there. He's had, he's had a great start with his new club in uh, Sweden with Malmo. So, great start. Great call-up for him. Um, so, I'm just going to pull up the list again just to make sure I'm not cu- missing out on anyone that I was thinking of. Hey, <laughs> you know what? There's a lot of players, okay? I can't remember all of them on the top there of my head. <laughs> why not? Come on. Uh, why not? Okay. Um, other than those guys. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong. Tejob Buchanan is now injured. I think I, I saw that. He okay, was like so limping off. Who replaces him? I think is someone more like Cavallini would get that call. Mm-hmm. I don't know though. Maybe yeah. someone from the MLS, uh, just for travel, travel 
uh, reasons. Shuffleberg. Yeah. Shuffle, it has to be Shuffleberg. Then. I would yeah. agree with Shuffleberg. I would agree with Shuffleberg. I don't. I um, don't. Shuffleberg to me is probably the most baffling one because while well, well, I understood like maybe not using him as much when he was in Toronto because he was underutilized there, but he's having a flying start in Nashville. Yep. Oh, so, he's having a great start. And, I don't. Oh, sorry. Why? I have one like, more just, player though. Yeah, like it just it just doesn't make sense of all the players for someone you've relied on before to suddenly just say, nah, now nah, we're good. And yeah. uh, the last player that was maybe a bit questionable was Tom McGill. Uh, the East probably going to be third string goalie as we speak. I was very surprised it wasn't Jonathan Sewell. Um, Paximus is injured. Uh, uh, LA goalie, fucking hell. Kerpo, he's injured. I was very surprised for Tom McGill. But Tom McGill, he's only 22 years old. Maybe cap him. And he's playing over in England. He's with uh, Brighton's, um, Brighton's youth team right now. But that could easily change to a number two, number one spot in Brighton. If you cap Tom McGill and he becomes a number one goalie in the Premier League, you cap him, right? So Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You, you don't want to lose like the second coming of Craig Forrest. Exactly. So maybe McGill uh, McGill gets minutes. I don't know, but I'm a little. I think they bring him to potentially get minutes in him because I don't know how that's not Jonathan Sewell. I'm really hoping that Dane St. Clair gets a start because, like, he's probably going to be the starter at the 2026 World Cup. I think it's likely, yeah. So you've got to get him going now for Canada. He hasn't been bad with um, Minnesota this year. No, so. he's not. I mean, Minnesota haven't lost yet. St. Yeah. Clair was one of, if not their best player last year. He's on everyone's radar. In my opinion, he, without even without Capone's injury, he could very well jump him right now in, yeah. that, in that Canadian ranking. The He's thing like, is, though, is Herman likes his boys, and Herman has his boys. So you really have to prove yourself to get ahead of each other. Um, if so, we're in the Gold Cup or Nations League finals, do you think any active CPL player will get called up? No. Really? No. I don't think so, not right now. And look, there's some, there's gonna, the CPL just got better. This year is that it's got great talent. It's got, it's got better this year with some of the signings that we've seen. We're just not there yet. Yeah. No. Okay. It's a good but question, I, though. Like, it's a question that a lot of people ask all the time. But in all reality, when we have players in Europe, it's hard to justify it, CPL right now. In the summer, though, CPL players will be in form. European players will have been cold for like a month. I agree with you, but they, they don't care. Mm. Maybe if we're lucky, we get one. And that's, if we're lucky, if we have one player, like my prediction for the CPL gold boots is DeRozio. If he comes yeah. in, if he comes in That's and he cool. absolutely tears the league up, like says he gets twenty goals at some point, maybe he's lucky to get a call. Well, he but, should go in for Akino. Like, if there's going to be not not Ugobo or Cavallini or Schaffelberg, that would, you know, mm-hmm. take like Buchanan or um, Akino. It, it should be DeRozio. Again, he's had what he like. He had a very impressive year in the CPL last year. He has European experience, but he's still young and he needs to build that um, portfolio. I don't really want him to go in the middle of the season. Minimum, I think. I think Hermans watching the CPL. Don't get me wrong, but he needs. At the same time, his job is on the line, right? If he makes the wrong choice, sorry, it's not Mm. on the line. He's it's not on the line. But if he says, you know what, some of the CPL deserves a call for a competitive match, not a friendly. But if he makes a call for a CPL player in a competitive match and that goes wrong, people are going to question the fuck out of that and he needs to be prepared to answer that. Especially if players, big players from Europe or MLS is left off, you have a lot of explanation to do if a player is left off that team for a CPL player at the moment. I hope that changes. 
I hope in the next five to 10 years, CPL players are saying, yeah, we're here. Well, Herdman, he, he said he needs more players in like tier one leagues, quote unquote. Yeah. So I, the CPL probably isn't a tier one league to him, even though I'm sure he watches it. Oh, he keeps his eye on it. That's how someone like Donald Sitar gets the call. That's how Latori gets the call. Sure, it's because they're in Europe now. And they're he being knows good. who he knows who they are. He watches them. But you yeah. have to be able to I won't be surprised if he's even telling teams, hey, this kid, bring him to Europe, get him to Europe, and then we can develop him. But so, as of right now, we're just not there. But as much as I want to keep going, we know we could forever. We are gonna have to go to a quick break. We do have another question though, and that is that's um uh, I got a question from um someone on Facebook. And uh, it's my brother again. He submitted a question last week. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, I know you're a hardcore listener. Um, <laughs> so going back to the League One Canada stuff, he says, at what point do they start making the Canadian Championship to involve all the teams, but start provincially so the winner of each province gets submitted into the CPL? But it's not just like the winner of each league. It's they have their own tournaments for the Canadian Championship, which will branch out to us. Like the FA Cup. And with that, we're going to have to go to a quick break. So make sure not to go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. Hi there. Paul there from FC13 Podcast. And I'm here to ask you a very important question. Do you like going to live events? Of course you do. Do you like overpaying for live events? Of course you don't. And that's where our friends SeatGeek come in. SeatGeek is an award-winning ticket platform that serves as both a primary ticket outlet and a secondary ticket outlet. And they use a specialised algorithm that ensures that you get the best available seat always at the best available price. Let me give you a story. I was in Montreal a few years ago and I wanted to check out a Montreal Canadiens game with my parents. We were shocked at the prices that we thought we'd have to pay on the sites we initially looked at. Like we were going there for a pre-season game. The tickets prices were like way into the like three digits. Like we were horrified at the prices and we didn't, we were thinking we weren't going to go. And then I remember just remembering about SeatGeek. I'd heard about them somewhere before. So I mentioned to my mom and dad, we should try SeatGeek to see if we can get tickets for a cheaper price. And as such, we were able to find tickets at an incredibly affordable price compared to all the other competitors out there. And as such, we ended up having a fantastic night at the rink, thanks to SeatGeek. And quite frankly, I've never looked back myself when it comes to buying tickets for live events online. But you don't have to just take my word for it. See for yourself with our special discount codes. Use the code FC13POD to get $20 off your first order today to start saving on live events that will create memories to last a lifetime. And now, back to the show. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the SC13 podcast. Thank you so much for the question. Uh, what do you boys think? So how long does it take for us to get an FA Cup star where so basically what he's saying is teams in Ontario from League One Ontario will play each other, knock each other out to get to a further round opposed to gain a spot through their league, winning the league. 
which I think it's something that we could see in the future. Right now, just not financially able in Canada, especially with smaller oh. teams. But I like to say yeah, that's a big one. I like to mm-hmm. say after once we get all the team the, the leagues that Dino Rossi's promised us, once we get all those going, let's say another five, 10 years, because I mean, it's not just about doing it. You need financial stability. Yeah. Even now, how many teams do we get to go to Canadian championship? Be like, Hey, we'd love to be here, but we can't host the home game. And then they put it somewhere else because yeah, you're still allowed to play, but you, you got to make sure teams can host. You got to make sure teams can host and you got to make sure yeah. um, the player, because again, you look at some of these people who own these teams, they can't afford to ship 28 players over to, like, from... The, uh, and they can't afford to bring 28 players to them. Exactly, exactly. So I think I think we're close. I think we're getting closer. It's going to take time, though. It's going. I, I can't wait till it happens. Uh, I like that idea, but if we were to just have two League One teams just come up instead of them all being their own thing, because at the end of the day, that's not... A Canadian Championship that is the League One Ontario League Cup. It's like their own thing. Well, that's and- what I was about to say. Actually, what I would do is create a cup for each province and a league for each province. So League One Canada, their their champion gets a spot, but have a League Cup, and the winner could go along as well. What if it was like the top five teams from Ontario, BC? Quebec, all the other provinces, they all went into a knockout tournament, and then the winner of that would, like, the, the top five of that would end up winning, like a, like a Swiss style. Right. We have well, all Dino the teams on the table. Dino Rossi also said he wants to get inter- uh, interprovincial tournaments going, so when we get all time, he wants, like, the winner of each province to go against each other, like we saw with the women's last year, when yeah. you had the... That was exciting. PLSQ, League One BC, and League One Ontario, you had two teams from each, I think it was, meet in Quebec for a tournament. So he definitely wants to do the same thing once we expand it with the men's and everything. I think the Canadian Cup is far from its peak, but we're getting there. We are getting there. But yeah. speaking of a game that's going to get there, we have a game that Paul very eloquently has passed on. He sort of relinquished his rights to points. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Thomas, what are we doing today? Today, you are going to... Uh, try to guess every team that CF Montreal or the Montreal Impact have played at Olympic Stadium. What? What? <laughs> so, you, Montreal... Like, like, we're trying to guess, ev- like, like is there a limit? So, um, what, th- so there's there's 18. So, you're not going to guess... There's 18 teams that have played there uh, for varying times, but... So, essentially, you have to just guess... Uh, whoever gets more right will win. Okay. There's also a tiebreaker. Okay. So we're just guessing who's played at the Olympic Stadium. Mm-hmm. In the MLS, or I guess any... No, a- any tournament. Yeah, because Montreal is playing the lower leagues too. Fuck. Yes, well, it's just... where they should be. Um... It's, <laughs> it's since... It's like since like the earliest one was is 2009. Yeah, they used to play the uh, yeah, NASL. Okay. Fuck. But it, we're not. It's not. There's no NASL team. Okay. You don't. Shut okay. Up. Don't give us hints. Don't give us hints. All right. So who's going first then, Thomas? All right. Um, I have like a pin here. Do you want the side that is like, you know, metallic, or the side that has the um, 
you know, graphic on it. I won't choose Tails, and I want you to choose which side of that coin is Tails. <laughs> okay, I think Tails is the bottom, the one that's, that's like... That's fine. Yeah, like, that's fine. Uh, <clears throat> all right. That's fine. Okay. That was loud as hell. <laughs> he fucking chucked it. <laughs> and then it, it went further than I thought. It's heads. So, Andre. All right. First. I don't think these I've are, ever won a coin flop. I really these don't. Are, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. So, these are teams who have played in the Olympic Stadium against CF Montreal. Yeah. Okay. Philadelphia Union. Yes. Hold <laughs> up. Can I, have, can I have clarification here? As in CF Montreal or Montreal Impact? Or is it both? both? Yeah, because you said 2009. Sorry, fuck, I'm stupid. Ignore me. Okay, so won, Andre, you have won. Yep. TFC. Yep. Thank you. You <laughs> suck. <laughs> Picking these UNs. Um, this is where it gets a little bit harder. Let's go. There's two teams in it. It's already hard. Yeah, I know. Seattle. Seattle. Yes. Forge FC. No. Oh shit, that's a good guess. I thought they would have played them. Uh let's go. They have played them apparently not in that fucking stadium though. Yeah. No, uh, not stadium. LA Galaxy. Yes. I'm fucking winning it here. Don't fuck. Um Chicago Fire. Uh yes. Okay. Uh DC United. No. Oh, Oh, that is tough. Uh, Dallas FC no. or Dallas Burn? No, I haven't. They haven't played either of those. I know there's gonna be a fucking Concacaf one in there, and I don't even know if I want to try it. Oh um, fuck! I need to think of them. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <sighs> this is why it's got a weirdly hard because I know there's a Concacaf team that's probably played there. This is all winter games. Uh, let's go. Uh, New York Red Bulls. Yes. The Rebels, I think they've they've played there three times actually. Oof. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Uh, I started to know this time was question completely. <laughs> um Leon. Ooh. That's actually that's a good guess. Uh no. Okay, I'm gonna follow oh, I'm gonna follow Michael's lead. Uh Chivas. No. Shit. Okay. I'm staying with Liga Max. Tigris. No. Okay. I have one more on Liga Max, guys. <laughs> um, let's <clears throat> go. New York City. No. Shit. Uh Santos. Yep. Just gets in. That's uh, a massive one right there. Um Oh my god, I can't even think of a uh New England Revolution. Yes. Yeah. That's that's a big one. Yeah, it is. Uh, so Andre, you have five, Michael, you have three. And because there's 18, whoever gets to 10 first wins. Okay. Hold up. I have one and I fucking lost that. Where'd it go? <laughs> oh, Vancouver. Nope. Really? Yeah. Uh wow. Okay. Uh we'll quick fire these so that way we don't go too too long. Um let's go Orlando. Yes. Fuck's sake. I don't know how you keep getting this, Andre. I'm fucking just guessing teams um, went from the MLS. Jesus Christ. Try to think some of these fucking older teams. 
Is there any teams on the USL? <laughs> uh, no. Thank you. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, my God. There's probably I, I, a PLSQ in the team in there, too, just to fuck with you. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, you're right. Uh, Mount Royal. Um, nope. Okay. I'm, I, I'm not I'm not trying to throw you off, Michael, but I like legitimately think there's probably a no, PLSQ team in there no, somewhere. No. Um, actually, you know what? Let's save ourselves this strain. Thomas, is there a PLSQ team in there? No. There's no okay. League One okay. teams. Okay. Fuck. Oh, okay. Just so, just so me and him don't start guessing. Should Michael uh, get a second guess? Because yeah, I'll, I'll he, give him, he, he took what? your oh, bait. You. I'll give, I'll give thank him. You. I didn't bait. What are you talking about? I'll give him a second. <laughs> I'll give him a second guess. That's because. Thank you. Um, Portland. Uh, you are right. Thank you. Ah, oh, I shouldn't have given him a second fucking chance. Um, <laughs> let's go. Oh, sweet baby Jeeves. Columbus. Yes. Yeah, fucking do that one. Uh, Back when they were the crew. Yeah. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ, Murphy, man. Oh, there's a lot of editing to do here. I got a lot of editing to do here. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Sometimes. You, you gotta be the arbiter. You gotta give him a fucking count. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna give you like 10 seconds. Oh, Jesus. Miami. Miami. <laughs> I have to limit Andre's work somehow. Uh, <laughs> you're also wrong. Yeah, I knew I was. You put me okay. on the spot. <laughs> yes. Um, You're 10 seconds. You still had some time. I'm just trying to think of now like MLS teams at this point. Um, That's Miami. Yeah, yeah, you can tell by that one. We're going to go MLS teams, MLS teams. Uh, Colorado. Nope. Can can I I give you guys a hint? Please. If you want. (laughs) You've guessed all the MLS teams. Oh, son of a bitch, I've lost. Um, Uh, We'll go Olympia from Honduras. Oh, you you haven't lost yet. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, Michael, you have five. Andre, you have seven. Oh my god! Um, this is gonna take fucking thirty years. Um, Club America. Yeah, that was the Champions League final. Fuck. I thought I got that with Santos. Shit. <laughs> um. Okay, now I feel like I'm done. Um, can I go with? Toro from Panama. Nope. Pumas. Nope. Damn it. Gotta go with Alessandro from Costa Rica. <laughs> what? No, okay. Wait, no, wait, hold on, hold on. Are you, do you mean Alequalense? Yeah, that's done. Yeah, you, that's right. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? You can't give him that. Yes, he can. uh, said, okay, he said, out, like, I got the gist of it. He's the game host. I'll even describe the badge for you want your dick. Sucking dick. Uh, uh, shut up. You shut up. Um, okay. Uh, fuck it now, because we're now in weird-ass CONCACAF teams. Uh, Th- there's also one big, big team. Uh, yeah, no shit. Um, but we don't know what it is. There is... Uh, oh, my God. Why is my knowledge of them all gone? Uh, Atlas. Nope. I can't even think of League of X teams. Montanari? Monterey from Mexico? Monterey, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, Tigres. That was already, already said, said in his no. Said, already no. said them. Get, get okay. like the fuck Do up not. there, Junior. Um, um, uh, Pachuca? 
Um, yes. <laughs> it's 8 7 for Andre. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I'm in I it. I'm in swore it. I had more. Um, <laughs> you keep saying like game, like, um, okay. uh, was it the big team you were thinking of? Was that the big team? No. no. Wow. Oh, of course it was. There's uh, a massive, massive worldwide team. Real Madrid. No. Right. It's Michael? not. It's uh, Baluna. Baluni. Baluna. Really? Who? Balangia? No, it's not them. No, fuck. Same owners. What do you want from me? Oh yeah, you're thinking of that one. Okay. <laughs> um. Fuck, man. Like this is gonna. Uh, my editing job's gonna be a nightmare here. Um. Oh, big team. Barcelona. Nope. I have a question. Is anyone on this team international? Yeah. Curacao. Oh, wait. Like international, like club or country? Country. No. Oh, no. Chase Curacao. I'm trying to think. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain. No. That's a good guess, though. There is the player, a star player from this big club that I'm talking about was a big star at Paris. At Paris. Well, that fucking changes my opinion. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, for the hell of it, Chelsea. No. Arsenal. No. Damn it. Not, not England. Hmm? Not, not England. England. Oh, hold up, hold up. That's not fair. Get another one. <laughs> okay. Uh... Jesus, how many retries do you want? All of them. Myself. <laughs> hey, let me just... You know what? I'm just going to text you the answers now, and then we'll just go from there. You know what? Just call it here, because I think we'll go from there. Okay. Hey. So, Andre, Dr. Dre, you win. We got... we Before we get every the team... Why choose when the game's done? It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> because because he, I'm he, already, like, 10 because, minutes into, like, editing this. Just like, just like in the CPL, he finished first. He gets two tries. He decides what happens. <laughs> I got more teams with Conor Okay, so but, what ones were we missing? What ones were we missing, Dominic? So you were missing Cruz Azul. Oh. And uh, the big European team I was talking about was AC Milan. I fucking... Oh, my God. They were on my fucking mind until you said the player was huge from oh, Paris. I was right. literally Ronaldinho. Fucking, I was literally about fucking guess them, and then you... Tuck me away. <laughs> it was not me. It was Andre. <laughs> oh my Fuck's god! Sake, I, I knew that. that too because AC. There's, I believe, there's something to do with their ownership as well. Like they have that. There's, there's something to do with something. Saputo. Yeah, Saputo. There's something to do with AC Milan as well. Well, that was uh, an awful game. What was and the tiebreaker? The tiebreaker was what countries played in the 1976 Olympic final, <laughs> which was at the Olympic Stadium. Mm-hmm. You know what? Quick fire, Michael. Three, two, one. Portugal. Nope. Italy. Nope. All right. Well, none of us, none of us got it. It was East Germany and Poland. All right. We so to save the listeners some time, we didn't do that. Um, because (laughs) instead of watching us butcher after we get through like the big countries and forget that East Germany was a thing at the time. uh, (laughs) I'm just gonna say this. Hold up. I'm just gonna say this. You follow MLS more. I do not. And I got more teams in CONCACAF, which I believe should be double the points. I'm a winner in my own mind. Awesome. And for that, I, that. I still won either way. So 
I'm going to have to say that will be it for us. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. We really appreciate you tuning in. The game that we're going to be doing next week for Game of the Week is going to be Canada versus Curacao on the 25th of March, if I'm not mistaken. If I am, one of my yep. two other hosts here will correct me. That is going to be technically, in a sense, a Gold Cup, World Cup qualifier. It is a big, big turnout that we are really hoping is going to be an absolute blowout. It should be, but anything can happen in this crazy CONCACAF world. Uh, like thanks Copa so America much. Qualifier. Yeah, pre- realistically, we don't know. Uh, for all we know, it could be a UEFA qualifier. There's so many going on. There's too much going on. But with that, thanks so much for SeatGeek for sponsoring this episode. Make sure to use our code at FC13Pod to get $20 off your first order with SeatGeek. Guys, where do we find you online? Um, I'm calling Michael on Twitter. Uh, Thomas here at 22 on Twitter. Beauty. And I'm at the Andre McCray. Make sure to follow us on FC13 podcast on TikTok, Twitter, you know, YouTube, wherever you get them. Make sure to hit the subscribe and notification bell so you never miss anything. Check us out wherever you can, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon. Make sure to check those because we are going to be having some new stuff come out soon and we're going to be having some stuff come out on Patreon. So you don't want to be missing anything. You don't want to miss any of our content. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, Listening and watching the FC 13 football podcast. It's not like watching football through a microwave. <laughs>